right? We're going to continue on tonight. And all that believed were together. It is time for the church to come together. My God, if there's ever a time, and, and, and somebody ought to be feeling it in their spirit, uh, how much longer can we go? How much more can we take? Uh, I don't need to um, reiterate all the bad news, uh, all the bad actors, uh, all the things that are happening uh, in this world. The Bible just sums it up as perilous times, noisome pestilence. Amen. Certainly we're living in the midst of a pandemic. These are some of the pestilence that are in the land. Uh, dangerous times, violence, evil men, uh, evil doers are waxing worse and worse. Amen. And as I say, I don't have to reiterate all of that, but it's happening everywhere. Amen. And it's time for God's church and God's people to come together. We took that thought out of Acts, the second chapter in the 44th verse. It says, and all that believed were together and had all things common. Amen. It's not one of those, well, that's your problem and, and I got my problems. No, we're all in this thing together. Amen. The Bible talks about uh, birds of a feather flock together and how can two walk together except they be agreed. And certainly we know uh, when you see one saint, they ought to see us all. Amen. We all represent the body of Christ. Amen. And certainly we're not in this thing trying to, uh, you know, find, uh, be an individual. I'm trying to be part of the body. People say, well, I'm just, I'm just going to do me. And I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm cutting off other people. Well, anytime you cut yourself off from God, amen, you have cut off your life source. Amen. You cannot abide out of the vine as the branch cannot bear fruit of its own. Come on, somebody. My God, you got to stay connected. Amen. To the root that's in the body of Christ. All right. In Zephaniah, and I want to go back to this uh, scripture because it was a decree that went forth and it was a warning uh, to of uh, the church that time is running out. Time is running out. Amen. Uh, the Zephaniah, the second chapter, verses one uh, through three. It says, gather yourselves together. Yea, gather together, O nation not desired. Before the decree bring forth, before the day pass as the chaff, before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness, that it may be you shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. Amen. And certainly uh, the writer is letting the church know time is of the essence. It is time for us to run into the ark of safety. It is time, as the uh, pilot would say, you know, we're running into some turbulence. We're asking everyone to take your seat and fasten your seatbelt. Come on, somebody. My God, if there's ever a time spiritually, 
It's time for the saints of God to be buckled in. It's now. Amen. The Bible said, he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Amen. So we have to be ready when the Lord comes because he's coming in a moment of a twinkling of an eye. Come on, somebody. My God. And we certainly know when he comes for his people, uh, it will be too sad, too late for individuals that have not prepared themselves. And this is the warning that goes out from Zephaniah. Time is running out. One of the most dangerous things that you can think and you can uh, uh, come to an understanding is I got time. No, no, no. <laughs> no man knows the day nor the hour. Amen. Certainly, it is time for the church to come together. Old nation not desired. The world loves its own. Mm. And you have to be careful when all men speak good of you. Come on, somebody. Because when you seek to please men, you cease to please God. Amen. Uh, we're a set aside people. We are royal priesthood. Come on, somebody. My God, for God's own purpose. Amen. And if it, if the world did not love your daddy, they're not going to love you. So don't be fooled like Jeremiah. You thought I had a popular message. I was going to be well-received. He finally uh, said, you know, I've been, I, I, I've, I've been deceived. I've been bamboozled. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to speak about this thing anymore. Amen. But we certainly thank God because Jeremiah found out there was something in his belly. And each and every one of us ought to have an urgency of now in our belly. It's just like fire. I have a a race to run and a God to please. I got a right and a reason to praise the God of my salvation. Each and every one of us, my God, uh, let us heed the warning. It's raining out. It's raining out. Come on, somebody. My God, it's time to come in. He said, in the time of trouble, I will hide you in my pavilion. God has provisions amen, for his people, amen. Nothing catches God by surprise. All right, Jude, he told them to be cautious, be on guard. Look what he says in Jude 1, 3 through 5, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called, mercy unto you and peace, love be multiplied, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful me, for me to write unto you and to encourage you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. What was he warning them about? Heresy and false doctrine. And that's what Jesus said. Take heed that no man deceive you. And certainly we're living a time of deceived minds. Psalms 133, David said, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like a precious ointment upon the head. Lord, keep my mind. 
Mm. My God. Uh, the old folks used to jump up on the floor at testimony service. I thank God for life, health, and strength and being clothed in my right mind. Anybody glad? God is, is a precious ointment. My God. Up on the head that's keeping your mind, it ran down into Aaron, uh, upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. And as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore in unity. When the church is unified, when it comes together, stands together, pray together, push together, pull together, come on somebody, and having done all to stand, we can stand anyhow on the word of God. Amen. Proverbs 2, 7 through 9, God lets us know that our paths, amen, he is intentional toward each and every one of us. He is intentional. My God, he said, he layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment, equity, every good path. My God, he is a help to them that will walk up right before him. Among somebody, he said, I will withhold no good thing from them that walk up right before me. He is a shield to them that keep his ways. Come on, somebody. My God, God is saying, if you will, if you will follow me, among somebody, if you will do it my way, my God, I will make sure that your pathway is straight. Come on, somebody. My God, he guards the way of his saints. And when he does that, when we do things his way, then you will understand righteousness and justice and uprightness, my God, of all good ways. Amen? My God, so we're hemmed into this thing. My God, we can't miss if we do it God's way. Amen. I, John, 1 John 5 and 19, he said, we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Now I'm going a little bit fast because I'm recapping. Uh, if you want a lot of the detail concerning this, you can go back on YouTube or Facebook and replay the first session of this. But I'm just recapping. All right. Um, what does John say? We know that we are come from God. Come on, somebody. We know that we are the children of God. Come on, somebody. While the world is under the influence of the evil one. My God, if, they, if that, there's never a time that that scripture uh, would jump off the page, it certainly is now. Amen. We are God's children. We are the royal priesthood, the set aside, the reserved people of God. Come on, somebody. While the whole world is under the influence of the evil one. Anybody ever uh, wonder, my God, 
Where is the world? What is the world coming to? Which direction? Uh, you know, if I can't even imagine a time like this and not being saved. Uh, we have a hope. And when we look at that word hope, it, it's, it talks about an expectation of good things. If I didn't have a hope in Christ, my God, we of all men are most miserable. I have a hope. I'm expecting God to do just what he said he was going to do. Come on, somebody. My God, a buckler, a shield, a fence of protection, a high tower, a wheel in the middle of the wheel. Come on, somebody. Bread when I'm hungry, water when I'm thirsty, a bridge over troubled water, shelter in the time of storm. If I didn't have that hope, my God, I guess I would be out in the street shooting, killing, stabbing, amen, gang banging, anything that I thought I was capable of doing. If you don't have a hope, my God, without a vision, the people perish. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad my God, he said, write the vision and make it plain. We can run with it, saints. My God, we have a hope that goes even beyond the graves. We have some loved ones that are gone on before, but we have a hope that goes even beyond the grave. I'm going to see them again. Come on, somebody. Because he got up and became first fruits from the grave then that means there are going to be other fruits coming after him. And if he got up, if I go by way of the grave, I can get up too. Come on, somebody. My God, what a mighty God we serve. When we see so much um, with the economy and the wars, and not, not just wars with guns, we're talking about uh, cyber wars and, and all kinds of, of things that are happening today. Uh, disease and pestilence and death and violence and evil, hatred. My God, isn't it good to have a hope, to know that we are of God? Come on, somebody. Even when you see the whole world under the influence of the evil one, my God, we have assurances he said, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes will I behold and see the reward of the wicked. How much more can they take? Right, that comes to my mind. My God, what will it take for you to turn your life over to Christ, to give your life over to him? My God, certainly the Bible lets us know that the decree has gone forth. God's wrath is being poured out and he's calling the church together. My God, that's the only way for that's where the Lord commanded life forevermore. It's in the unifying, the coming together of the church. Second Corinthians uh, 13 and 8, it says, for we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. Come on, somebody. We have no power against the truth. 
There's no need in me. I, I talk to the saints about wasted prayers. Lord, you know, uh, uh, tell the devil to leave me alone. Uh, come on, somebody. My God, the devil is your opposition. He's your adversary. He's as a roaring lion going to and fro, up and down, seeking whom he may devour. He's not going to take no time off. But the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is of the world. He that is against you. Come on, somebody trying to break you. My God. Uh, so you have a greater power working on the inside of you. And the, the decree that have gone forth, it's coming to pass. My God. My God. Evil seducers are going to worship wax worse and worse. Men shall be lovers of themselves, evil, incontinent. Come on, somebody. My God, my God, and each and every one of us saints of God, we see these things coming to pass. God's word is true. We can't do anything against the truth, but only act for it. Come on, somebody. In other words, you know, uh, tell everybody it's time to run in. It's time to get saved. It's time to get your life together. Come on, somebody. My God, time is running out. Come on, church. Come on, Zion. Get right, church, and let's go home. Come on, somebody. My God, he said in Matthew 24 and 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. In Psalms 76 and 10, he says, Surely the wrath of man shall please thee, praise thee. The remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. All of this is the will of God. Hmm. My God. Some people, it's going to cause them. It's going to draw them into the church. And other people, it's going to drive them away. That's what, the, that's what God's word does. It either has a drawing effect or it's going to drive you. My God, uh, what's happening? God has already told us. He has already warned us. Paul said, uh, uh, remember, I have warned you with tears that these things are going to uh, come to pass. Uh, men as ravening wolves, sparing not the flock of God. My God, all kinds of tricks, heresy, half-truths, untruths. My God, and certainly the minds of people have are deceived. My God, uh, we're, I'm even thinking about those individuals that are, have died um, for the drug that they use to deworm horses. They've been deceived to think that it's a cure for COVID. My God, uh, uh, taking that drug. Well, first of all, they, they, you know, I don't even understand why they uh, take the drug and they don't even believe COVID is real, but they're just so deceived. Somebody tell them, well, this is the cure and they'll take it and die because their mind are deceived. Come on, somebody. And it seems like when we got out of the, the opioid um, 
craze and addiction and, and out of control. We came out of that and went right into the pandemic. People are stressed. They're depressed. Come on, somebody. They're oppressed. They're frustrated. They're confused. They don't know what to do. But Jesus is a healer. The world don't believe it, but he heals all the time. So saints, we know what's going on. When you see this, these things happening, it is time for us to look up. My God. Because we know that the Lord, he is soon to come. Second Thessalonians, I believe this is where we stopped last time and we'll pick up here. Second Thessalonians, God is in control. Uh, everything is going to happen in his timing. Amen. Nothing happens without the permission of God. Uh, second Thessalonians, uh, the second chapter. Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonica. He said, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. My God, he that shall come will come. But he's going to come in his own time. Come on, somebody. My God, let no man deceive you by any means. Isn't that same thing what Jesus said? Uh, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And certainly, uh, we were coming along a time where I always described it that everybody had a praying grandma. Uh, days when I was coming up, everybody had a praying grandma. I'm going to go tell grandma to pray for me. I'm going to go let grandma lay hands on me. Well, now grandma's strung out on crack. Grandma's bringing the drugs to the party. Grandma is the drug dealer. My God, what kind of world are we living in now? So there's a great falling away. People don't identify as being Christian anymore. Some people will tell you, well, I'm atheist. I don't know whether there be a God. My God, a United States, a country that was founded on Christian Judeo values. My God has now turned its back on God. There is a great falling away from the doctrine. Amen. There's going to come a great falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed. Who is he? The son of perdition. Perdition means ruin. Who opposes. He's an antichrist. He opposes and exalt himself above all that is called God or that is worship. So that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now he opposes God. He's antichrist. But then he turns around and says he's God. I'm on somebody. 
Look at this. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Now you know who's holding him back. Nothing is revealed until God reveals it. It, it happens in his own time. All right. Now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, and only he who now letteth will let. Does anybody ever wonder what in the world is going on? Uh, uh, the mystery of iniquity. Come on, somebody. Why people do the things that they do? How can they possibly act in such a violent vulgar, senseless, cruel manner. My God, I'm, I'm talking about mother killing child and child killing, uh, par killing parents, uh, husbands killing wives, wives killing husbands. Uh, we have the case of uh, Gabby Petito, uh, boyfriend killing girlfriend. And it's happening all the time, and, and, and many that saw the coverage of Gabby Petito said, well, you know what? We got thousands and th upon thousands of missing person cases. This is going on all around the world at alarming rates. One of the things that the FBI is warning Congress and Senate is domestic terrorism is the number one threat to America. The enemy is on the inside. Domestic terrorism at an alarming rate. People's minds have been deceived and they'll storm the Capitol because they've been told something has been stolen from them and it's nothing but a lie. The mystery of iniquity. Somebody that walk around with a Blue Lives Matter flag and, 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 and beat a police to death. Mm, yet they still profess to be the party of law and order. My God, it's a mystery of iniquity. And only he that letteth will let. God is in control. And that's why I have hope. Because God is handling. He, he, he's taking care of his business. Come on, somebody. And it's my job to please him. Amen. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. Come on, somebody. I'm going to sit down by the bank of the river. Come on, somebody. And I won't be back. I won't be back. I won't be back no more. First Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 10. Apostle Paul is telling us to be careful how we live our lives. Come on, somebody. It's time for a self-check. I mean, I mean, from the crown of the head all the way. I mean, you want God to look in the closets, look in the back room, check up under the bed, 
Hello, somebody. He's coming as a thief in the night. A thief does not announce when he's coming. And uh, if that wasn't enough, he said, I'm coming at a time when you think not. So on my worst day, Come on, somebody. On my worst day, I have to be saved enough to make it in. My God, I can't let the sun go down on my wrath. I got to get that thing straight. Come on, somebody. Uh, tomorrow's not promise to any one of us. What does Paul say in 1 Corinthians 3 and 10? According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereupon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Come on, somebody. According to the unmerited favor of God given unto me. He didn't have to do it. Come on, somebody. Anybody glad uh, uh, the grace of God is upon your life? His ability, his power, his willingness to get to you things that you don't deserve. Oh, come on, somebody. Anybody realize the grace of God, the favor of God is upon your life? God chose you. Uh, sometimes the only one in your family reached around brother, reached around sister, went over grandma, under granddaddy, and chose you to save you. Many times the only one in your family. My God, according to the unmerited favor of God upon my life, God has given us a work to do. Come on, somebody, don't take that for granted. According to the unmerited favor upon my life, God has given each one of us a race to run. And we have to run it with patience. Laying aside every want, weight and sin that does so easily disqualify us for the race. Amen. I often say, you know, we have uh, don't have much hard time identifying sin, but those weights can be tricky. Mm. See, a weight can hold you down until sin catches up. Every runner that's running always reduces weight on somebody. Don't nobody running no uh, Eskimo coat and boots and all of those things. My God, they're down to the just the, the, the thin shirts, the thin shorts, and uh, just the shoes. My God, lay aside every weight. Those weights can hold you back disqualify you for the race. It might be a, a relationship that you're in. Oh yeah. It might be your, your gossiping uh, spirit. You just can't keep folk out your mouth. Ah, my God. It might be your lying. Your loose lifestyle, all of these things, your unwillingness to take a stand, my God, that will disqualify you for this race. All right, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me 
as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation and another buildeth thereupon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. God is just not accepting any old kind of Christian lifestyle. Mm, he does not eat leftovers. That's something you need to know about God. You know, we, we take our lives and we do what we want to do, the things that we're am, uh, ambitious about, uh, uh, excited about, and your career and uh, your friends and your family and your hobbies and your, uh, you know, all of these things. And then we try to fit God around all of that. <laughs> oh, no. Give me your heart, young man. Does God have your heart, young lady? Come on, somebody. People of God. Does he have your heart? Is he the center of your joy? Do you esteem him more highly than your necessary bread? My God, the songwriter said, I'll take Jesus for mine. My God, each and every one of us, he has to be your center. He has to be your all in all. Come on, somebody. According to the unmerited favor of God, he has given us all a work to do. So let's get busy and be about the father's business. Come on, somebody. My God. Martha told Jesus. Mary is sitting there listening to you. Come on, somebody. My God, uh, Martha was, was much about serving and making sure the, the place setting was just right. And they had the finest dishes and the, uh, the linens were laid and, and uh, the water was poured. And, and she complained to Jesus. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are cumbered about too many things. And there's only one thing that's necessary. Do you know what that one thing is? Mm. My God. And Mary has chosen that good part. That that will not be taken from her. My God, I'll take Jesus for mine. Saints, listen. God has placed unmerited favor upon our life. As a wise master builder, let's get to work. Let's stay on the wall. Come on, somebody. Let's build according to his specification. A follow peace with all men and holiness. That's God's standard. And holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. My God, holiness is God's standard. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, there was a scripture, I said it was Hebrews, but it was actually Romans. Romans 10 uh, came back to me after I said it. I want to share it with you on tonight, and it, it came back to my mind. Paul's desire. 
for his brethren. Look what he says, Romans 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. My God, uh, do we have individuals that have a hunger and thirst for righteousness? Not just for yourself, but others that others might be saved. Do you have a hunger and thirst for souls to come into the kingdom of God? Mm. The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers, the laborers are few. And often you've heard me speak and, you know, a laborer is not a skilled worker. See, we got too many skilled workers nowadays. You know, people tell you, well, you know, I just, I preach. I, I don't do nothing else. Well, well I sing, and, you know, and uh, 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 like the Levite that left the man uh, in the middle of the road on his way to do worship. <laughs> but the good Samaritan came and rendered my God. Uh, you know, people say, well, I do this and I do. A laborer do what's necessary. That's what God wants. Somebody that will step up and do what's necessary for the kingdom, for the uplifting of the body of Christ and for the kingdom of God. All right, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Zeal is not a substitute for obedience. Let me say that again. Zeal is not a substitute for obedience. <clears throat> I thought about that when Uzzi reached out and touched the Ark of the Covenant. I know somebody, they put it on a brand new cart. And David was trying to get God back to where he belonged in the house. My God, but David had not done his due diligence to find out how to usher the presence of God into the house. There's a way, even in our praise and worship, that God wants to be ushered into our presence. What does he say? I dwell in the midst of praise. My God. They that worship him must worship him. How? In spirit and in truth. My God. Hallelujah. There is a way God wants us to live our lives that it might be pleasing unto him. Yeah, Israel brought forth fruit, but it was wild grapes and not acceptable to God. Mm. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let them be acceptable. I want to see God's face in peace. I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. All right, I bear them record they have a zeal of God, but it's not according to knowledge. 
for they being ignorant of God's righteousness are going about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Each and every one of us, saints of God, we must do it God's way. We must submit ourselves. Paul said, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself become disqualified. What a shame. What a shame to live this life and to come this far, my God, and miss out on the very end. And that's my concern, my concern. I have a concern for the church. It seems like the more we see the sign of the Lord coming, the more people are pulling away. Come on, somebody. My God, that's that's this world um, that we're living in. We're living in the last Babylon. What is Babylon? Anything you try to do, establish or accomplish without God, it's Babylon. If you don't have God in your house, in your home, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your day-to-day uh, uh, business dealing, you're in Babylon. You can't do nothing without God. Nimrod, we traced it all the way back to Genesis. Nimrod, we will rebel. That's what it means. We will rebel. We're going to build our own city and tower. Come on, somebody. But God said, Jesus said, any man that climbeth up some other way is a what? A thief and a robber. My God, I'm the door of the sheep. John 10, I'm the shepherd of the sheep. Come on, somebody. If anybody's going to get saved, come in and, and out and find pasture, he's got to come through me. You got to do it his way. Zeal is no substitute for obedience. Come on, somebody. My God. Each and every one of us, tell yourself, I got to give God what he wants. Amen. All right. So it says, according, I'm back to in, to, in 1 Corinthians 3 and 10. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, it's an unmerited favor. God has gotten unto me something I don't deserve. As a wise master builder, let us build wisely. Don't take this thing for granted. Come on, somebody. Paul said, I've laid the foundation and another buildeth thereupon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Come on, somebody. My God. No other foundation can be laid other than that which is already laid. And we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Come on, somebody. The foundation layers, the apostles and prophets that laid the foundation. 
died and went off the scene. But what remains? The chief cornerstone. Jesus, this, that's our foundation. He is the chief cornerstone. The apostles and prophets did their job. They died and went on off the scene, but Jesus is still here. I'm not talking about that symbolic cornerstone that they bust open after a hundred years and they get a newspaper and all of that stuff and uh, what the stock market was at that particular time and the interest rate. No, that, that's a symbolic cornerstone. The real cornerstone of the building, you can't see it. It's the first stone that's laid and everything else that's laid lines up with it. The chief cornerstone. Everybody that's on this foundation have to line up with the chief cornerstone. That is Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. My God, except you uh, drink of my blood and eat of my flesh. Oh, my God. Who is this man talking about he going to give us uh, blood to drink and flesh to eat? <laughs> the Bible said they walked away and followed him no more. And Jesus turned to his disciples and said, will you go also? Simon Peter said, Lord, where are we going to go? Thou only has the words of eternal life. My God, it might be tight, but we know it's right. <laughs> My God, Jesus has the words of eternal life. Saints, let's do it his way. All right. Psalms 82 and 5. David talked about the non-denominational structures of this world. Psalms 82 and 5, he said, they know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. My God. Uh, the Catholicism of the Catholic Church is not it. The baptism of the Baptist Church is not it. The laying of hands of the Presbyterian Church is not it. Come on, somebody. The methods of the Methodist Church is not it. Come on, somebody. Uh, Wall Street is not the answer. Congress and Senate is not the answer. They don't know. All of the judges and the magistrates, they don't know. Neither will they understand. Come on, somebody. Uh, ignorant and senseless, they carry on blindly. My God. Everybody don't know who Jesus is. Aren't you glad? Simon Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Hmm. Blessed art thou, art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you. Anybody glad you know who Jesus is? Uh, Mary said he has hid it from the wise and prudent and revealed it unto base. Anybody glad? My God. 
you know Jesus is the Father. Jesus is the Son. Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And all these three are one. Come on, somebody. He's Father in creation. He's Son in redemption. And he's the Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of me. My God. Tell somebody, it's good for us to be here. My God. Hallelujah. Saints, listen, let's not take this thing for granted. God saved you. He saw something in you and saved your soul. Come on, somebody. He's as described as one uh, that went out into the marketplace the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, and even at the 11th hour. And I believe we're at the 11th hour right now. And he's still seeking my God, to save that which is lost. Why are you standing here idle in the marketplace? Go into the vineyard and work and whatsoever is right. My God, I'm going to pay you. Come on, somebody. My God. Listen, saints, God has blessed us. God has kept us. He has preserved us for such a time as this. And let's not take, my God, the unmerited favor of God. Amen. Uh, let's not take uh, the knowledge of who he is for granted. Throw out the lifeline. It's the 11th hour. Throw out the lifeline. Tell somebody about Jesus. My God, hallelujah, that they might be saved before it's ever too late. But I want to go back to the pilot. He said, listen, in case of loss of cabin pressure, uh, there will be a face mask that will fall out, uh, the ceiling of the plane. Uh, he said, put your own mask on first. Even though the bag may not inflate, there will be oxygen flowing to the mask. Secure your own mask first before assisting others. You trying to help somebody else and you're not secure, you'll fall out. Remember somebody, you will perish trying to help somebody else. Secure your own, let your anchor hold and grip that solid rock. My God, don't be a hypocrite. Mm. My God. What did Paul say? I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself, it's possible for me to become disqualified, but I got to keep under my own body. It doesn't come in willingly. I have to bring it into subjection. My God, it's possible if I don't keep under my own self that I will become disqualified and I can't assist anybody into the kingdom of God if I'm not secure myself. My God. All right. 
They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. And I'm so glad somebody said, nevertheless, the foundation of God. Come on, somebody. This here says the foundations of the earth, uh, the financial markets, the business markets. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, how many industries that we've seen go under that, that are rocky, that are failing, that once were there, but now they're gone? Come on, somebody. The foundations, whether it be Wall Street, Main Street, come on, somebody. My God, the financial markets, my God, they are out of course. But nevertheless, the foundation, there's only one. There's only one Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. Come on, somebody. My God. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands assured. God knows those that are his. He places his indelible mark upon your life. My God, when you're baptized in Jesus' name and filled up with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, according to the scriptures, God places an indelible mark, a mark that cannot be erased upon your life, that even the devil will have to step back and take notice that you belong to God. I belong to God and he belongs to me. Come on, somebody. I have the protection of God. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, in the midst of a pandemic, my God, I'll fear no evil because God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Come on, somebody. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. My God. All right, James 5, 19 through 20. <clears throat> James 5, 19 through 20. I want to impress something upon your heart uh, in this particular passage of scripture. Looks like we may uh, end early on tonight. That's all right with me. James 5, 19 through 20. Uh, what does he say, brethren? If any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Come on, somebody. My God. First of all, I want you to know that um, a deceived mind don't know it's been deceived. When you have been deceived, you cannot recover yourself. I'm just going to let that sink in. A deceived mind doesn't know 
when it's been deceived. The only way that individual can be recovered, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Come on, somebody. If your mind have been deceived, you cannot recover yourself. My God. What is it then? It's the responsibility of the members of the body of Christ. Come on, somebody. To restore. Look, brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and one convert him. My God. Uh, listen, brother, sister, you know what you're doing is not pleasing in the eyes of God. I mean, sometimes we can get out there so long that you, you don't even realize uh, how filthy you are. You don't realize how far You've drifted. Come on, somebody. My God. That's why the Bible says, be zealous to repent. My God. Uh, you can stay out there so long that your conscience become seared. And when your conscience becomes seared, even when you hear the truth, my God, you will not receive it. You cannot recover yourself. A deceived mind doesn't know it's been deceived. It takes the body of Christ. Come on, somebody. Ye watch our spiritual restore some restore one in the spirit of meekness. Now, in and uh, brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save his soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. My God, we can throw a veil over a countless number of sins. My God, because everything God does is perfect and complete. When he uh, pastor prays the prayer of restoration, you make that confession unto God. You get it straight. Come on, somebody. He gives you a pastor after his own heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding uh, after his own heart. The pastor is not giving you words from him. He's giving you words directly from God to you. That's the awesome work of a pastor. My God, and God hold pastors responsible. I meant to grab that scripture. I forgot to uh, research it and put it in this Bible class. Um, if I give them the word, it's on you. If I don't give you the word, he holds me responsible. Hmm. My God. And one of the things when I was just beginning to think about the gravity of being a pastor. I told Lord, you know what, listen, you know, I just want to be saved. I don't need to be responsible for a whole bunch of other folk. 
<laughs> and Moses, when he found out uh, how uh, the people were, and they're complaining and murmuring, uh, downright uh, disobedience, rebelliousness. He told God, listen, just kill me now. Just go and kill me. These people are crazy. Come on, somebody. My God. So the pastor gives an account for your soul. Amen. And certainly the body of Christ, we come to the aid and rescue of our brother and our sister. And if we convert one, your brother, your sister, or an individual uh, that's out in the world that you witness to, come on, somebody, let him know that he that covered, uh, he that which um, converteth a, the sinner from the error of his ways shall save a soul from death and hide a multitude of sins. Come on, somebody. Everybody ought to be able to look around the house and see somebody that you've encouraged along the way. Come on. Brother, sister, I've been right where you are. You ain't the only one. God brought me out. You can't be so ashamed of what God brought you through that you won't share your testimony with your brother or your sister and let them know if he did it for me, he can do it for you. Come on, somebody. It's not the mistake. It's what you do after the mistake. It's time to be recovered. It's time to get up from there. And let's continue our race. My God, we're all in this thing together. We have a common enemy that's trying to kill us all. My God. That's who our fight is against Satan, not one another. Amen. But we're in here to encourage one another along the way. Amen. All right. Galatians 4. Paul was writing concerning uh, the, he refers to them as my little children. They could be newly saved, uh, but because he was the elder statesman, he could be referring to the whole congregation as that. Uh, but we want to certainly use this concerning the newly saved uh, saints. Galatian church, newly saved church. Galatians uh, 4 19, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Come on, somebody. I can't be so busy. You know, somehow we feel that, well, that's they get what they deserve. Mm. I mean, just knowing the glimpse of what we know about hell. Ooh, my goodness. Nobody deserves that but the devil himself. Hmm, my God. Bible talks about how hell has enlarged itself without measure. Wasn't even designed for men. 
but because of rebelliousness and deceived minds and evil. Come on, somebody. My God, that's prevailing in this land. It has enlarged itself without measure. My God. And certainly, he said, uh, there never gets a time where you where you tell somebody, well, I'm giving up on them and they, they get what they deserve. No, no, hell is too hot, too long. I'm on somebody. My God, uh, everybody is worth it. Aren't you glad God gave you another chance? I love that scripture. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. My God, that's the one thing I can do to get mercy for myself is to have mercy on my brother and sister. I've learned how to be a merciful pastor. Come on, somebody. My God, as I need help dotting my eyes and crossing my T's. And God is going to have to have mercy on me for me to make it in. And let me let you know something. He's going to have to have mercy on you for you to make it in too. Ain't nobody here just, you know, got holiness, uh, you know, down packing, you know, I'm doing everything right. Oh, no. That's, that's why we're zealous to repent. Hmm. My God, you're not going to get it right every day. Amen. But he has made a way of escape. My God, the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. Some people, if you do something wrong, cross them, do the wrong thing, they'll tell you to your face, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> be like, nah, I don't want to see you there. I know you're mad, but I don't, not me. You might see somebody else there. But they'll be so mad, they'll tell you, I'll see you in hell. No, I don't want to hold that kind of grudge. Mm. And ain't nobody going to see nobody in hell. Hell is going to be pitch black, dark, falling burning, tormenting, my God, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth and your worm shall never die. God is not going to give you the pleasure of seeing your enemy burn in hell. Come on, somebody. So everybody is worth uh, that extra effort. Paul said, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. It's just like a newborn babe. It's uh, learning how to walk. I know somebody uh, that that mother and the fathers and the siblings will take their little fingers and let them hold on to your fingers and walk in them and we encourage him and Encouraging them. Come on, somebody. My God. As newborn babes, the desire, the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. Come on, somebody. And you ain't all that in a bag of chips. Have mercy on your brother 
or your sister that you might obtain mercy. Come on, somebody. My God. Sometimes we have such a dogmatic approach uh, that we discourage others from being saved. Come on, somebody. You know, God had to work on you. Sometimes we forget what God had to do and how he travailed with us. The others travailed with us until we got our footing. Come on, somebody. And sometimes we can be an offense to others because you're not a good godly example. My God. Sometimes people can look at your demeanor, your attitude, your talk, your walk, and say, if that's what saved folk do, I don't want no part of it. But let us be willing to travail with one another. Come on, somebody. Again, until Christ be formed in all of us. We're all in this thing together. Amen. God is working on us all. And we won't be perfected until we take off these old vile bodies. Mm. And we receive that body fashioned like unto his, which will be eternal in the heavens. My God. All right. Deuteronomy, the third, uh, 30th chapter. This is our last scripture for tonight. Deuteronomy, the third, uh, 30th, I'm sorry, 30th chapter, verses 11 through 20. Tell that neighbor, neighbor, we can do this thing. We can make it if you try. Come on, somebody. My God, we can do this thing. God said he's made it so plain that the fool and the wayfaring man can make it in. All right. Deuteronomy 30 and 11. For this commandment, which I command unto thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It's not hard. It's not difficult. It's not baffling. It's not beyond your strength or your control. It's not mysterious. It's not some remote thing. Come on, somebody. My God. Um, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. Look at this, verse 12. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. Come on, somebody. My God, it resides in your heart. David said, thy word, have I hidden it in my heart? The word is nigh thee. It is on your lips. Open up your mouth and let God fill it. 
Come on, somebody. We can do this thing. Look what he says in verse 15. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil, and that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whether thou goest to possess it. Why not live? Come on, somebody. God will bless you in a pandemic. <laughs> My God, against all odds, Come on, somebody. God said, I make a difference mm. between Israel and the Egyptians. And we know he knows how. Burn up the Egyptian stuff. But the Hebrews, they, did, they just got stronger and they multiplied. Come on, somebody. Israel was blessed. My God. Nighttime. In, 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 in Egypt and light over in Goshen. Come on, somebody. My God. God makes the difference. No matter, God said, I can get to you what you need, when you need it, how you need it, wherever you are. Hmm. My God, who was that um, Peter locked up in, 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 in prison and the angel come and, and unchain him from the guard. <laughs> My God, wake him up. My God, and, and walk before the gate and the gate opens up. Freed him from prison. And the angel let him walk the rest of the way that the rest of it he could do on his own. Come on, somebody. And when the damsel came and opened up the door, she told the disciples back in the man that that guy you praying for, he's at the door. <laughs> God done already performed the miracle. My God, what a mighty God we serve. Why not live? God can bless you in a pandemic. I don't care what situation you're in. There's nothing too hard for God. Look at verse 17. But if thy heart turn away, so that thou will not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. Come on, somebody. I got, I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land, whether thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. Come on, somebody. God is saying, I'm telling you right now, you're gonna die. You're not gonna make it. So many people are trying to make it on their own. I've, people who just, their minds are deceived and they get an epiphany. You know, I'm going to, uh, 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 you know, step away from the church. 
you know, I'm going to find myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing me right now. And, you know, I got to figure some things out. <laughs> you have no ability to figure things out on your own. It's not in a man to order his own steps. The steps of a good man are ordered of God. You can't bear fruit on your own. You got to be connected to the root to bear any fruit. Come on, somebody. My God. God is saying, I'm, I denounce unto you this day that you will surely perish. You shall not prolong your days upon the land, whether thou uh, passest over Jordan to possess it. Come on, somebody. Look what he says in verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life that both you and thy seed may live. My God, I have openly warned you. Hmm. The Bible says when we stand before him and the book shall be opened. And he's saying here, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I've set before you life, come on somebody, and death, blessings, and cursings, and I implored you to choose life. But if you choose death, it's already been recorded, and you won't be able to blame nobody but yourself. Ah, God, the songwriter said, I'll take Jesus for mine. Look what he says. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and length of days, and thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. My God, why not choose life? Hmm. We're living in a time now. It seems like the closer the coming of the Lord and the signs, uh, people are just stepping back. They're on somebody. They'll say, well, I'm stepping back. No, no. This ain't no time to step back. The decree has gone forth. They're on somebody. Gather yourself together, O nation, not desire. The wrath of God is being poured out. Come on, somebody. Uh, seek righteousness, meekness. 
that you might be hid in the day of God's wrath. God's wrath is being poured out. My God, we have some of the most heinous, dangerous, perilous times that are happening and going on right now. But God is encouraging his church, his people to choose life. And I'm going to call on heaven and earth to record this day against you. I said it before you. I'm not forcing you to do anything, but I'm encouraging you to choose life. Come on, somebody. Saints, let's stick with Jesus and let's stick together. All that believed were together and had all things, all things common. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. I have a compelling thought that God is dealing with me. My next Bible class, I'm finishing some of the finishing touches on it. What in the world is going on? What in the world is going on? My God. And, and thanks. Listen, uh, God has given us his scriptures uh, that we might be able to navigate our way through here. He's given us everything we need. He's given you a pastor that's going to feed you with knowledge and understanding uh, there's no reason for no one uh, to be lost, to be confused, to be in fear, to be in doubt, or have a deceived mind. Come on, somebody. My God. Stay connected. Stay on your spiritual P's and Q's. Get right, church, and let's go home. I love you and God bless you. Is there someone here tonight under the sound of my voice? You have not been baptized in Jesus' name, haven't been filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Give me a call, 734-477-6891. 734-477-6891. We have ministers on staff that will meet with you, counsel with you, go over the scriptures with you, baptize you, and a great big God that will fill you with his spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. If you have not had that experience, call me. Call me. Don't let it be said too late. The Lord, he is soon to come. The heaven door is open, but soon is going to be closed. My God, call me, call me, call me. Don't let it be said. Too